This is 10 News Conference. I'm Tamara Sakarzik, and my guest this morning is Rhode Island GOP Chair Sue Sienke. So, Sue, thank you for joining us. We have a lot of ground to cover this morning because we have some key political races to talk about this year. Yes, it's going to be an exciting year. Yeah, to forward. say the least. So the gubernatorial race, we have one Republican candidate. The second congressional seat, we have three Republican candidates. State Treasurer's Office, no Republican candidate. Also, the Secretary of State's Office, no Republican candidate. Why? Yeah, well, I think we're still actively recruiting for people to run for those races. And it's actually convincing people that they could do the job, finding the right candidate. You know, we just don't want somebody in there as a placeholder. We want somebody that we actually believe can do the job. So far, we've had a good success um, recruiting for the governor's race, lieutenant governor, and certainly the AG's race. But people may be a little hesitant. You know, they think that uh, politics has become a little toxic. But we're saying, you know, you can change that. You know, the right candidate could go in with the right attitude and really change the way things are done in this state. Should we expect an announcement soon for Treasurer's Office? I'm hoping. I'm hoping we are actually engaging with a number of people um, and trying to convince them that public service is really a wonderful way to give back to the community. And they can do it. And it is a very important role. I always said when we went into this, the two most important races are certainly AG, because the AG has the power of subpoena. And that could help um, really gain confidence with Rhode Islanders that you can handle corruption, you can uncover things that you believe are wrong in the state. So that's a powerful office if the tool is used appropriately. And certainly Secretary of State. Secretary of State is the one that controls the voter rolls to make sure that everybody who is eligible to vote has that ability to vote and also involved in corporations. And certainly moving forward to 2026, it is the 250th year of the birth of this country, the founding of this country. So the Secretary of State will be very involved in that. So those are really important races. So I hope that my pitch goes well and that somebody steps up and runs for those races. Because I think it is really important for Rhode Islanders to have a choice. You know, have a choice, listen to our candidates. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, well, there was nobody else to vote for. Well, we're giving uh, Rhode Islanders a choice this time. You're basically telling us that you do have some names in mind. Anything that you could mention? Any uh, prominent people? No, I'm not going to mention anybody's name until I get confirmation from them that they're jumping into the race. I don't want to put the cart before the horse. All right, well, the clock is ticking, June, yeah. right? June's the <laughs> June 27th, 28th, and 29th are candidate declaration periods. So by four o'clock on the 29th, we will know who is running for each and every race from school committee, town council, all the way up through the governor's race. Moving on to the second congressional seat, there are three Republican candidates. Do you have any concerns that, you know, when it comes to primaries, whether we're talking about Democrats, we're talking about Republicans, when you see these debates, they tend to go very far to the left or the right. It's almost like bullying within your own party to, you know, see who's the best candidate. Do you have any concerns about that? So, you know, what I've said to all three candidates, and it's uh, a blessing of riches, I say, on the Republican side, that we have three outstanding candidates that have stepped into the race to run for CD2. But there are Currently, I believe seven um, candidates running on the Democratic side. I have sat down and talked to all three candidates and said, remember, you know, that you are not to beat each other up. Go and attack what the Democrats are doing, that you provide an alternative, I think a very good alternative. We see what's happening nationally between inflation, what's happening at the southern border, what's happening over in Ukraine. We see the failures of the Biden administration. So I said, that's what you have to focus in on. And I think all three of them will focus in on it. They all have different skill sets. And I said, highlight why you think that you would be the best congressman. 
our, our congresswoman and um, you know point to the failings of what is happening in the Biden administration, what is happening and why you know we anticipate a big red wave throughout the country. So you want to be part of that red wave. So if you beat each other up and make it impossible for a Republican to win, that doesn't benefit the party at all. Playing devil's advocate, do you think that it's a little controversial focusing on national issues as opposed to uh, state issues? When a lot of the national issues, I mean, we do live in a predominantly blue state and a lot of the national issues recently have been very far to the right. Well, quite frankly, it depends on the race that you're running for. Certainly when you're running for governor, when you're running for statewide offices, when you're running for general assembly, you have to focus in on what's happening here in the state. And after 80 plus, rule, uh, 80 plus years of democratic rule, you're going to focus in on what have the Democrats done to make your life better. Certainly we've seen a failure in the school system. We've seen a failure of people to actually live here. When we talk about affordable housing, well, yes, their housing isn't affordable. Why not? Because our energy prices are too high, that the property taxes are too high. So you have to focus in on state issues. But when you're running for Congress, the office that you're running on has national implications. And quite frankly, if there's going to be a red wave, we actually want a Congress person, a congressman or a congresswoman, to actually be part of that red wave because you're not going to get any benefit to Rhode Island if you put another Democrat in and the leadership nationally leans Republican. So you have a lot of conversations with the National Party, of course, the National Republican Party. Uh, do they plan on spending any money here in Rhode Island trying to flip that second congressional seat or even uh, for the governor's office? Or do they kind of see Rhode Island as a lost cause because we are a blue state? No, actually, that's great. You know, I've spent the last three years as state party chair and I'm always, you know, championing Rhode Island that come here. We can make a difference, but we need a little bit of money. Focus in on us. They are definitely focusing on the governor's race. They think it's a race that we can win. And certainly the CD2 race, they think it is a competitive race. So there is money flowing in here. We recently hired a new executive director, Jesus Solario, who has just made my job a lot easier. We can now uh, divide and conquer. We can be at two places at the same time. Um, so we're getting our name out there. We're making sure that Republicans show up at every event. So if any community has an event, we want to know, we want to be there. We want to tell people that we're here and we intend on winning some of these races. What are your strategies going forward for this election season? So our strategy is to be everywhere, to make sure that our voices are known, to make sure that Republicans know that there are that there are Republicans in the race. We are not um, uh, dismissing any community. We're not dismissing any race. There are 113 races. We're still actively uh, engaging in conversations. We see that the Democratic Party has gone very far progressive left. Um, we're talking to moderate Democrats and saying, you know, take a look at the Republicans. You know, we're talking about how do we make this state a more beautiful state to live in? How do we make it affordable? Um, you know, I think when people listen to us and we're going to be in every community, um, certainly we're not ignoring Providence. We have to be there. We have to start winning some races there. We have to start picking up some momentum in all the areas that Republicans typically have avoided before. Speaking of Providence, as far as I know, there's no Republican running for the mayor's office. <clears throat> no, not yet. So we've actually talked to the uh, GOP up in Providence and said, go knock on doors, see what you can pick up, see what races we can actually um, you know, win and have a competitive race in there. And I think that there are a couple. Certainly, you know, one of the biggest concerns up in Providence is, Providence is education. You know, parents are frustrated. The state came in and took over the education system and isn't any better. We looked at taste 
test scores in comparison to Massachusetts, and our test scores are terrible. And test scores aren't the only thing, but if we aren't teaching our students how to read, they cannot be successful. So we have to really look holistically at the education system here and say, what are we getting for our dollar? What's the return on the investment? And are we graduating students that can't read, can't do math? Because that's just a recipe for failure. I mean, in Massachusetts, uh, Governor Baker, a Republican, he was in office when several districts were taken over by the state, and I don't think it really made a difference whether he was Democrat or Republican, so why would a Republican make a difference? So because I think we have different ideas about how to change the system. You know, any failing system, any failing system, and in particular, that's Providence, why are we subjecting those parents and those students to remain in schools that are failing? Give them the option. We put a moratorium in the state on charter schools. We think that you should open up that. We, we believe in education savings accounts so that parents that really want to take their students and give them a different education, it will make the public schools better. That's what Republicans believe. Competition always makes things better. Getting into some of the issues now, the Superman building, uh, it sounds like, you know, one way or another, we're going to have to use some type of state money, whether we knock it down, whether we turn it into something else, rehabilitate it. How does the party feel about that? You know, I think that it's a historic building and um, there's always, you know, a, a fear that you're taking a piece of history away from us. But it, so far, the state hasn't been able to do anything with it. So we'll have to see what the uh, what they came up with in, in terms of should we knock it down? Does it make sense to rehabilitate it? Sometimes it's a very sad thing that you have to knock down a historic building like that, but we'll have to see what happens. But do you support the use of state money? Well, we'll see. You know, um, we've gotten a lot of money in the state. We've gotten money from Build Back the Infrastructure. It, we have to see how that's used. We have to see how they're using the APRA money. You know, I know that uh, there has been probably over 12 million requests for how that money is being used. And let's see how it is best being used, how it's being utilized um, to benefit all of Rhode Island and not a one-time fix. How do we keep the money that we're investing in Rhode Island? How does it long-term benefit all of Rhode Rhode Islanders. The APRA money, a lot of that has just been sitting there for right. months now, even though the legislature is now back in session. How would the party like to see that spent? Are there any particular projects? You know, I think that that's a good conversation. Let's make sure it's open and transparent. And I know that there has been a lot of hands out. So let's make sure that that money is being spent in the appropriate way. Let's make sure that the public is aware of how it's being spent. Let's make sure the public is heard. Um, we're thrilled that the state house is opened again. Um, you see a lot of people engaging. There have been a lot of people up at the state house talking about uh, different issues. And I think that that's good for the state, that you hear different views from certainly constituents that live throughout the state. Going back to a national level, it's difficult not to bring up a former President Trump because he really reformed the Republican Party in general. Uh, do you think that he hurt Republicans in Rhode Island going into this election? Um, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, the media likes to talk about President Trump. They, uh, I think he takes up too much space in your head. I think the party uh, in Rhode Island, we have moved forward. Um, I think that, you know, He's, he's out there. I don't know whether he's going to run in 2024. That's a decision he's going to make. Do you want him to run? Um, you know, I, we'll have to see what happens. What I'm focused in, in on is 2022. That's what we are focused in on. Let's go win some races here. 
uh, the Republican Party in Rhode Island, would they like to see Donald Trump run again or would they like to see a new face? You know, I think that the Republican Party in, in Rhode Island is now focused in on 2022 and let's get through that and then let's see what happens in 2024. How about the candidates who are running for office? Do you think any of them are aligning themselves with the former president or do you think that they're, you know, focused on building their own momentum? I think what they're focusing in on is 2022 and they're focused in on what they are going to do in this state. Certainly, that's what they should be focused in on. Um, and that is our focus for what is going to happen in November here. All right, Sue, well, we have some busy months ahead. So thank you for joining us. I'm sure we will talk to you again in the near future. Thank you.